0: This is Pulse ninety-five. You're listening to the Morning Magillus podcast. It's, it's the morning, morning match list. It's the morning match following the conclusion of the UIM F1H2O with Jonas Anderson finally lifting the title. Let's learn a little bit more about the history of uh, the F1H2O. What is it all about? The power boating. And we're joined by the pioneer uh, of the UIM Power Boats uh, Championship. It is uh, our friend of the show now, uh, Mr. Nicolo Di Germano. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Um, How satisfied are you with the overall race? But 22 years or over 23 years of this fascinating event?
1: Well, uh, you know, as always, we said we have to smile because we are in (laughs) charge. And I must say that uh, truly, the event uh, in charge is, uh, I said, is uh, the academy of uh, organizers. We bring people from all over the world to learn how to organize an event. Uh, you know, everything is so well done, well organized after uh, more than twenty, yeah, twenty-three years now. Because the first time was in 2000, and um, and for us, uh, this is the. Uh, 299 uh, Formula 1 event we mm. uh, have organized and uh, Sharjah is relaxed, no problem, uh, smile, you are <laughs> in charge.
0: <Sharjah.
1: laughs> we are definitely smiling uh, in Sharjah of course. Now looking at this year's uh, event or this year's edition, how has it been so far from your point of view? Uh, everything uh, went well. Uh, jonas the world champion is a very very uh, good driver and he's uh, really special because he tune his engine himself He's the only driver of uh, the, the championship that is also responsible himself of his engine so he prepares his engine he he, and I know that uh, that makes uh, the, the, the difference between uh, his team and the other team. He, mm.
0: he is the father of his own engine. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Now, Team Sweden's won it. Um, and uh, the veteran of the, of the event uh, and the races, Sean Torrento, sadly, was, was injured. A- has any updates from, from Sean and, and how is he doing?
1: Well, uh, uh, I think uh, also the crowd uh, in charge is increasing year after year, mm. and uh, it showed that uh, people like this event. They mm. they're coming from many different places abroad, international places, just to to have uh, before uh, the winter uh, holidays is a perfect uh, mm. opportunity to come myself. I, I will spend more days after the event, stay here and then fly back uh, to Italy for, uh, for Christmas. So it is a perfect choice of the timing of the year and the weather. and. Mm opportunity to discover the other uh, aspect of charge uh, we had delegation from Indonesia from mm-hmm. Vietnam they went to see the Safari your that is the largest uh, Safari mm. outside Africa you know and that is uh, spread the the knowledge of charge around the world which mm. is part of uh, the reason why uh, we do our event to let people discover a country on a different uh, uh, way Uh, the same we do in indonesia in vietnam where we Mm. organize the event is always an opportunity for the uh, tourism organization to present their country on a different uh, aspect from mm. a different uh, from a different point of view and you know 22 years of hosting this event here in Sharjah how have you noticed the popularity change over the years was this possibly the busiest event well you know that uh, we have uh, ten, 10 team three of them are from the UAE we have team Abu Dhabi the, that make the history of Formula One. We have uh, uh, Team uh, Victory, and Victory is a very well-known brand of Dubai. And finally, we have uh, Team Charger and now you have the Sharjah uh, uh, Marine uh, Club, that is doing very well, that is uh, preparing a lot of new projects, and development specially uh, dedicated to uh, the youth to to uh, learn uh, and Sharjah is a long tradition of uh, uh, water of sea uh, activity so it makes sense also historically to to bring the youth of charge to the sea again to the
0: water mm. And uh, can you talk to us about the history? Um, the, the twenty-two years ago in two thousand, as you said, there was only mosque. The, the, the only mo- the, you could only yeah. see the Nur Mosque on the Khalid Lagoon. How have you seen this whole uh, venue change?
1: I, I tell you something. The first event I did here in two thousand, we had a problem because of the sun uh, during the race the sun was really uh, creating a problem no 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 longer, <laughs> longer because there are so many <laughs> Towers. <laughs> Towers. buildings Towers, yes. that has changed the whole uh, uh, landscape has changed mm. and um, now the lagoon is beautiful is uh,
0: but you have Shadow where mm. you had Sam. <laughs> mm, no, exactly. So that's been replaced. <laughs> uh, but overall, um, in terms of uh, the the crowd attendance, uh, how satisfied are you to see a big, big turnout uh, for the final race as well?
1: Well, uh, somehow we are we are proud because uh, we really feel partner of uh, we. We have been part of this development. We have been part of this growth our uh, sport uh, uh, because it's not only a show Mm. it is a very very demanding sport physically demanding and uh, uh, we we have been somehow part of the growth of Sharjah uh, has witnessed and uh, and at the same time our sport has grown dramatically uh, both on media uh, and on uh, on technicality, we we are much more, and and in all the research and development we have done uh, uh, for the safety, mm. because basically as organizer our priority is to have uh, to make the event uh, mm. safer and safer. The safety is a never-ending uh, story, never-ending, and. Uh, and we are much concentrated. We had a very hard accident. Mm. You saw it um, on Saturday. Uh, the, uh, the Sean Torrente, the driver of Abu Dhabi team, broke his helmet mm. in the shock to, 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 to... The collision. Broke an helmet mm. inside the cockpit. Wow. You know, the shock he had. Fifteen years ago, I don't know if he could survive. Now, a few hours after, he was out of hospital mm. and smiling. And so that is also part of the uh, work of mm. research, of development that, uh, uh, with the team and with the International Federation, we uh, we we do.
0: Brilliance. Now, um, I'd like to know a little bit more about the sport. Uh, you said that you were part of Formula One before, but now to bring that adrenaline on water, when the waters can be even a very, a very unpredictable, sometimes choppy water, sometimes very different, different weather conditions. How is it... Um, How's the transition been? You know, obviously, it's been over, over 22 years now. But uh, uh, power boating—if uh, if there's any set rules for the shape of the boat, the speed of the boat, the engine size—and uh, how different is it from from the racetrack to to the waters?
1: Well, I personally, before getting involved in power boating, I was—I uh, had two teams of Formula One, I said. And and. Uh, I, I created two teams in the 80s. And, the ve- and I had the idea of uh, doing the Formula One on water after the experience I had uh, of uh, the f- our cousin <laughs> on tarmac. Mm. We had the two. <laughs> there are a lot of similarity and a lot of differences. Mm. Uh, first of all, Uh, To have a Formula One car, you have to build the circuit. And uh, to build the circuit, it costs a lot, a lot, a lot. We don't have to build the circuit because we have uh, uh, water everywhere in the world uh, where uh, we can uh, organize events. So that is a big uh, difference. The other difference is that normally, our events are free of charge for the spectators. So we can go downtown, really in the center of the cities, and we choose a location, either a top touristic location, like Sharjah, or a financial location, Singapore, London, where I've done event. So, uh, and to be downtown on those uh, uh, location is quite different than having to drive to go to the city. Mm. The other difference is, uh, is uh, uh, that when you drive a Formula One car, uh, you do lap after lap, and you push a little bit more where to brake, but you know exactly Mm. Uh, how far you can go before breaking before a corner in the water lap after lap is different Mm. because the water condition are different. It can be a little wave or or whatever. So is somehow is much more difficult to drive a Formula One boat than a Formula One car. Mm. Uh, you know, our boat uh, they go up to 250, 260 kilometers <sighs> per hour on yeah. the water, which wow. is crazy. <laughs> it's mm. crazy. And uh, so, the show is there. Mm. You can see the race from the beginning to the end of of the race. If you have a boat that you like, you, a driver, you, you. You can choose it. uh, You can uh, follow him Mm. through the whole uh, event in Formula One car. You sit there (laughs) and it just (laughs) passed. It's much better to watch a Formula One car race on television Mm. because at least you can follow it completely Mm. in our uh, event. You sit there and you see it's Don't like think. having a, a giant screen in front of you <laughs> and you can follow the race from the beginning to the end. Here in those speeds, 250, 260 kilometers an hour, that is crazy. And that's a similarity that you have with Formula One on track. And you're looking at the photos, they're flying off waves here in Charge over the weekend. What are similarities in terms of the format? Is it similar like 50 to 60 laps? When, when completing a race, well, what we do, uh, we normally calculate the, the time for a lap, and we establish the number of lap according to the time it takes. Mm-hmm. But consider something: a normal circuit has probably eight uh, eight uh, uh, boys which mean a turn each boy mean a deceleration the turn and you know that we reach up to 7 g force during the turn which but for a very fraction of uh, very short time if you had to do a the same deceleration for a longer you you cannot not do it. Mm. The fact is, so it's when I said physically demanding. Do 50 lap, eight turn. It means a 400 acceleration, mm-hmm. deceleration, and g-force in a period of uh, 40 minutes mm. yeah at the end you're really uh, tired yeah i mean these drivers they must be physically fit then they're similar conditions to the formula one drivers very much yeah very much physically fit and uh, and, and but they are there i mean they're driver uh, very very and the other difference I try to keep is uh, to have access to the driver. I like that the public can have the contact with the driver. When I was uh, in the eighties, uh, I remember the, the our Formula One driver, I remember Clay Ragazzoni, James Hunt, uh, Nikki Loud. Mm-hmm. I knew them very well. They were friendly with the spectators. Uh, you could have uh, Easily uh, an autograph. Uh, Nowadays uh, they made a different choice. They are like uh, on another uh, planet, and uh, very difficult they arrive with helicopter Mm. to the circuit. Mm. And I, I, for me, that is a mistake Mm. because the people like to have contact with their hero. Yeah,
0: that direct contact does make a big difference um, and it has been quite visible with how amazing and popular this sport has become in the country. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Nicola, today and uh, we look forward to more fantastic races here in Sharjah.
1: Thank you.
0: This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m.